0: Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo, joining me as always, Joshua Hudson, Ryan Weasel, and for the first time on this show, Kevin Coleman, co host of the Debbie Royale and newest contributor to football, guys, as you can see across his dome there.
1: Kevin, how are you? I'm good. I got the call up. Ryan finally felt like I was good enough to get on the show, football guys. So I'm here. That's, that's love, I'm excited. I love
2: that I'm getting all this credit. I was about was to say, 100%. I was the one that reached Josh's out to you, Kevin. Yeah, that's like, true.
1: Jesus. Well, we played in the league together all year Man. and still didn't reach out to me. But it's okay. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> bygones be bygones and to talk little quarterbacks.
0: Oh, I'm excited. I, li- I like Kevin already. This is great. <laughs> I've only met him for like seven minutes. This is fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to break this down, everybody. And I imagine for the rest of our shows, We're going to talk real life quarterback situations and who we like in real life because it is far and away different from the fantasy life because a guy like Desmond Ritter, who is, I believe, the fastest quarterback in this class and arguably the most mobile quarterback in this class is going to be higher in fantasy than one might see him in real life compared to the other quarterbacks in this class. We'll also talk about Kevin has a couple sleepers in here. We'll go into the teams with the biggest needs and then maybe some dark horse teams that could look to plan for the future. Cause this could be a draft where teams start planning more for the future instead of just immediate production out of these guys. And then we'll finally finish with the top five of who we talk about today, who is going to land where, but let's start right here. Uh, John tells me to shut up immediately Kevin is the only one he wants to hear right now. So, John, I hate to say this to you, but for the next 57 minutes, Kevin will be sitting silent in the corner (laughs) as I talk the entire time about a topic that we brought Kevin on to be the expert in. So, Kevin, your top five real-life quarterbacks. We'll start there because real life is more fun sometimes than fantasy. Just for a little bit, just a tiny bit sometimes. Uh, Sam Howell is your number one. Matt Corral is your number two. Malik Willis is three. Desmond Ritter is four. And Kenny Pickett is five. I will let you talk about your top five in any which way you'd like to, to talk about why you have it that way. But go for it.
1: Yeah. I do want to preface this by saying this class is not good. Uh, So even though we have these top five guys here, like, they definitely can be anywhere on this list. I, I will just say with Hal, the reason why I have Hal won, I know he's been taking some shit lately in a lot of different areas, and he's definitely fallen down a little bit. I think the reason why I have one right now is I think he's the most pro-ready. And I know we're going to argue about Kenny Pickett here a little bit. But I, to me, he has the best deep ball accuracy. I read somewhere recently where they said that he doesn't have the arm strength, which that just means that you didn't watch the tape or anything, because he has arm strength. I don't think that's his issue. I think his issue is mechanics. And they've done a terrible job in North Carolina coaching, you know, Mac's not done a great job there for his mechanics and he's kind of had to just do it himself. And you can tell that you saw it at the, at all of his kind of workouts that he had, his mechanics are off, but he did just have his last pro day and his pro day at 32 teams there. And they said his mechanics were better. So he's obviously getting coaching finally. And it's probably outside somewhere. I like what he can do. Again, I don't like the Baker Mayfield. Con- I know he looks like Baker Mayfield, but he's not. He's not there either. Like he's 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 much more polished as a passer than Baker was, and he's not as a gunslinger as Baker is either. And you saw that last last year. I mean, his completion percentage went down a little bit. But he still was very, very good on a very, very bad North Carolina team. The offensive line was trash. Wide receivers outside of downs was not very good. That defense was not very good. So, like, for me, how is my my QB1 in terms of just – I think he's ready. You can put him out there, and he would be solid quarterback on NFL field right now.
2: One Go of the ahead, knocks Ryan. seems to be on Hal, and we even talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, is as his weapons depleted, his statistics depleted. But to me, that's – almost the opposite of a knock, because when you get to the NFL, you're playing with NFL ready players, as long as you don't end up on some shithole of a team. The but Jets. for the most part, you're still playing with NFL ready players. So he's going to now have weapons again. So if the issue is weapons, that's going to be resolved in the NFL. Then it's just figuring out the speed of the game and all that stuff. We always hear about quarterbacks. Yeah.
0: I, I, lo- I just love the visual comparison to Baker Mayfield. Cause I didn't really look at it immediately, like in depth. He looks like the chunkier version of Baker <laughs> Mayfield, and, and it, it is pretty funny. But I, I always love bringing this up to the guests that do come on for these shows because the NFL comparisons make me laugh my ass off because I feel that, I, I don't know, these two guys that he's compared to, I'm looking at NFL.com because they do a write-up on every single guy that's going to be a prospect this year. Normally it tends to be Lance Zerline or another one of their writers and then play a profiler. Oh, the player so,
3: profiler comp is just hilarious. It's
0: hilarious. So I'll start with the NFL.com one. I just, I want to get your thoughts on this, Kevin, to just see if you even think there's an inkling of similarities between any of these guys, because, <laughs> because I don't see it. But uh, he is compared to Chase Daniel on NFL.com. So the perennial, I make a lot of money as a backup quarterback, Chase Daniel. <laughs> do nothing. And to do nothing. To do not Hey, good living. Good living. <laughs> Or the the best part about the player profiler one is the headshot that they have for Sam Darnold is a Lego piece.
2: It's, and the, it's the main guy from a Lego movie.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't get why, but Kevin, Sam Darnold and Chase Daniel, any similarities you see at all there? Now you said mechanics weren't, weren't people worried about Sam Darnold's mechanics or was it his footwork? coming out of college. I just want to get your thoughts.
1: So Darnold came out, it was his footwork, but also just he had relatively not played very much quarterback. He only played for two seasons because he played linebacker. He was a redshirt sophomore, would not he? Yeah, and he played linebacker in high school. He actually got recruited to play linebacker, and then they needed a quarterback, so they just threw him in there. Um, and so that could have <laughs> nice. been a red flag. It wasn't, uh, but we, here we are. Uh well, those com- mean, Jets yeah. don't look at red flags. We know this. That's, yeah. that's fair. Uh, Maybe they're colorblind. I feel like, you know, I feel like they're just looking for white guys that have fat faces and they're just putting Hal yep. next to those two guys. Like that.
2: Well, I'm not I was going to sure. say what I don't get is Chase Daniel and Sam Darnold aren't similar. But even similar. So how <laughs> do you compare those yes. two and then say this guy is a cop to those two? Uh. I absolutely hate
1: player cops. I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's one thing I don't do very well because so I just. So who would you compare him win. to? No, I'm
0: Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, it's it's funny you say that because that's one of the only things I love about college shows is the player comparisons uh, okay. and how piss poor they are. I was going to say, yeah. keep in mind it's, when he says so love,
2: there's quotation marks there. Yeah. That's Joe's most entertaining aspect. Oh, it's so. by
0: far the most entertaining thing. And the next guy I'm going to get to makes it even more entertaining. So Matt Coral, I, I feel personally from what I've heard, I've heard a lot of, I've seen a lot of slander on Sam Howell in a few guys up. And I've seen a lot of high things on Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett and a few people down. I haven't heard much about Desmond Ray. I feel like people are just kind of neutral and you just kind of kind of see where he's going to go. The guy who I've heard the most up and down about is Matt Coral. I've either heard people love this kid or absolutely hate him. And there's really no in between. Why do you have Coral at two? And why do you feel he's behind Howell, the most pro ready to go, at least to start immediately real life?
1: Well, so to be fair with Coral, it's about where he lands. So it's really, he needs to go to a system with an RPO, kind of a heavy play action system. That's what he thrived in with Kiffin. When he was there with Kiffin, you saw that. So when you, when he he did 60% of his dropbacks in college involved play action. And that's where he thrived, especially his, his this last year where he didn't throw the turnovers that you saw because he thrived on that ability to kind of read defenses, put pressure on him with the play action, get it out quick. Uh, and he completed 40 percent of his throws on attempts of 20 yards or plus last season. So he can push the ball downfield. So him and Hal have that ability to push the ball downfield. I love the fit with Washington because Turner there runs that. But now that they got that carcass Wince, I don't see them going at with Corral. They could. They might be able to. But I thought that Corral fitted better. Why would you give up all that capital when you could just take Corral at 11 and he fits the system? He could do what Wince already does and better. Um, I, I just think it, for him, he is the most system dependent. I know we hate saying that because now we're worried because system dependent scares people. But if you take Corral, you're, you have to have a plan around him. And it has to utilize RPOs, heavy play action. And if this was a kid 10 years ago, it wouldn't work. But now in 2022, with the schemes and everything and how kind of they're doing it, if they draft him with a plan, I think mean, Corral could fit really well.
0: I will now be referring to Carson Wentz as Carcass Wentz. <laughs> that will that now be wild. That will now be his <laughs> full name on the Which is show. terrible, guys. I, oh, I I can't anymore with Awful. Awful. He'll be known as Carcass Wentz, just as Jared Goff is known as he who shall not be uh, named on this show. Wentz, Brian go ahead.
2: Wentz is almost the starter version of Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel kept getting these like huge paychecks just yeah. to go be a backup. Carson Wentz not only getting huge paychecks, but bounties around the league where people just keep buying him. And is, what the hell, man? <laughs> is,
0: is Carson Wentz the Brock Osweiler of the current NFL?
2: No, nobody's. What what was the deal with Osweiler? Someone got paid to take him or something? Like yeah, the Browns, yeah, basically, so. yeah,
0: yeah. So basically, I don't.
2: Wentz isn't quite there yet, but okay, I'm interested. So you mentioned taking him at 11. With as bad as this QB class is, there's arguments over whether there won't be anybody going in the top 10. Would you have thought he should have been because of the year? fit with the system should he have been the first quarterback then to Washington should Washington wait and see where they because how far do you think he could fall I guess with as bad as this class is
1: when I first did this before all the talk with Willis and like number two and stuff my first ever mock I did for fantasy pros I had him being the first first QB off the board at 11 so you're right like that's kind of how I had him with he, he threw it his pro day and it didn't seem like he did bad, you know, and now that we're hearing all these different talks, like I listened to the move to sticks podcast and all that kind of stuff. I feel like he could go in that 18 to 25 range. maybe Okay.
2: So so then this may have been dumb, I, I, but no chance Washington would be able to land him in the second round or anything like that. He's still a first-round pick probably. They might. I mean, okay. realistically,
1: they could if, if, if those other guys go. Because for some reason, somehow Kenny Pick is going to find himself in the top 10 and I'm going to throw up. But if that happens, like Corral could be there and maybe the Corral goes in the second. I saw a mock where he went in the second. He okay. went to the Lions. If that's the case, that's okay. I get that. Um, I, I would understand that.
3: I mean, we saw a couple, a few years ago with Drew Locke, like everybody was saying, you know, he, he's a good fit in Denver, they should take him in the first round, and then you see on draft day, they end up swinging that trade back, uh, the Steelers trade up to get Devin Bush, they end up with Noah Fant, and then they still end up with Drew Locke in the second round, I mean, couldn't we potentially see a situation like that? I mean, you're you're, you're saying that Corral is very system-dependent. If Washington runs that style system, not every team is going to run a similar system. But other people could very well have similar opinions of Corral, in which case he does end up slipping.
1: You're 100% correct. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, but you're also counting on Washington to make a smart move, Josh. And I don't know, like... If- Look, I'm an Eagles fan. I
3: know you're a <laughs> Cowboys fan. So, like, we know that Washington continues to fuck up on a yearly basis, <laughs> yeah.
1: so... I'm all so, about it. You know? But if they did, like it, realistically, like I just don't know because of that draft capital situation. I don't even know what Washington's picks are. Do they have a second-round pick because they traded? They,
0: out. No, uh, they, they traded a third-round pick to so Indy for for Carcass Wentz. So <laughs> they're just – I love it. So <laughs> They're currently sitting at 11 in the first round. Let me see yeah. if I can find their second They round have
3: place. the 15th pick in the second. Okay. okay. So, so I know you –
2: I know you hate player comps. Here was my issue when I, and I don't pretend to be a film grinder. That's why we have you on the show. But when I did my rudimentary dig into Matt Corral, one of the things that struck me is everything I'm reading about him feels very reminiscent to the same shit I read about Zach Wilson last year. And then when you look at, the, my biggest thing when I looked at Zach Wilson, he did not look like an NFL quarterback. He looked like a child. He looked like a college quarterback, and he is almost the exact same build as Corral, and that's one of the knocks on Corral is slender frame things along those lines. Obviously, you hope the crowd doesn't end up on a team as bad as the Jets, but Zach Wilson was awful, and if those are the vibes I'm getting specifically for fantasy. Um, I saw someone, uh, I think it was Alfredo Brown today, basically talking about how he doesn't know if any of these quarterbacks are worth a first round pick in super flex. And I don't know how you feel about that and feel free to jump into that. But I don't think there's a situation where even if I was QB needy, I would be willing to blow a first, maybe even a second on corral. Like I'm just not feeling him. And it's because of Zach Wilson nightmares. And I understand I'm not Necessarily comping them, I'm just getting the same vibes that I got from Wilson last year.
1: Can I can I have a, can I tell you a funny story that might be to change your mind about Corral? What he did in high school? Did you hear what he did in high school? No. So he was at high school with uh, Wayne Gretzky's kid, and they were playing basketball. And they got he, Wayne Gretzky's kid started messing with him and basically bullying a bunch of kids on the court. So he punched Wayne Gretzky's brother or kid. And he had to transfer, and he called him a little bitch. And then he transferred to show that fight. That, that was Corral's fight that he had there. And he said, I won't leave. The, I won't play for this school if you're going to act like that to your kids and bully them and all that stuff. And then that's why he ended up getting so – he actually lost his scholarship to USC because he punched Wayne Gretzky's kid. Okay. And that's how he ended up at Ole Miss. And then even at Ole Miss, he should have transferred. Uh, he lost his job. He showed some fight. He stayed there, and then that's where he comes from. So the thing about Corral – That's I know, some moxie right there. I like that about him. He has that kind of, and I know all the analytic guys hate my ass for that, but I love it. Like I let that's that like football, like he's got that thing and he wants to fight and go there. So I I do, I do understand what you're saying. And I think that he is a back end of the first round and super flex drafts, like especially if he doesn't get the draft capital. And that's the thing. They don't get first round draft capital. It's pretty much a wash anyway. I don't agree with Alfredo though. I know that was a little hot takey today. I saw that. I think Willis is definitely a, a first round pick.
0: I I mean, one screw analytics. That shit's dumb. <laughs> it's shit in the world. Guys, he ranked in the 66th percentile for his 40 yard dash time. Is that is that worthy of a first round pick? I don't know. But his scouting grade is in the 64th percentile. So are we sure that we should be focusing on that? Guys, his <laughs> breakout age is 20.6. that's that's not in the top half. I don't know, guys. We got it. No, fuck that. That's a great story. That makes me feel a lot better about it. Because analytics can't measure that intangible, that drive to want to be good and want to be the best. So I love that. Real quick to my brother, who said that he had Sam Howell as his Heisman this year. Uh, is there an absolute need to of a first-round pick in Dynasty this year? I'll just let you know he's in my Dynasty League. It's a 12-team single QB. There are IDPs. Um, there's decent depth of skill positions, but I want one of those big-name guys. He's biased because he traded up for Jalen Waddle last year. Uh, for reference, I hold his first-round pick. So, go ahead. Kevin, so I'll, I, assume, I'll I assume he you. means...
2: I, I think Brees Hall is a given here, though, so we're not talking because...
0: It, it, basically, yes. Okay. I can. Uh, I will I will find his team a, as we're talking about this. But essentially, do you feel, if you don't have a first-round pick in a 12-team Dynasty draft, oh. is it full-on necessary to have one knowing that you feel pretty comfortable with your team going into next year.
2: Misunderstood the question completely. Okay. Okay. So
0: go ahead, Kevin.
1: No, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily need to jump in. If It depends on kind of where you're at. I will say if a guy like Olave or or someone's falling, I wouldn't mind getting in the back end of the first, cause it's probably not going to cost you as much. Uh, but you know how expensive it is to get in the top five. I, there's a clear tier, tier break after like one Oh six uh it, especially these quarterbacks 107 ish so I, I could see going in the back end maybe getting a Lave or Pickens or one of these guys towards the end uh and then maybe rashad white if he's kind of filling it out there but i wouldn't say it's a nas- necessary need like i've been moving a lot of picks from 110
2: to 112 in a lot of my league
0: okay Josh, Ryan, anything else that I don't think it's necessary. I say
2: I'm I'm not that far in yet. That's why we have Kevin on the show. I'll be honest. I just started ranking rookies. And as you'll hear me say for the next four weeks, landing spot is so important to me. So I I'm hands off at this point. So I agree though. I will say there I'm in a few leagues where I acquired first round picks. And now I'm like, how the hell do I get rid of these?
0: (laughs) 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 But <laughs> fun, fun fact, uh, he has Jeff Wilson on his dynasty roster. Of course he does. Yeah. It, Josh, Joe, is
3: this is this a super flex or not?
0: No, this is a single QB because super flex is stupid. Uh it's a single QB. Not I'm not league shaming anybody, okay? I just I super super flex messes with my draft head and I don't like it. Okay, it just messes with my draft, it messes with my entire strategy. Uh single QB, three IDPs plus a defense.
3: So, all right, so single QB, I obviously I can't speak to the IDP section, but, you know, I feel like with me, there's literally two guys that I want. Kenneth Hall, or, or excuse me, uh, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. The wide receivers in this class, I think there are some good ones. I'm not 100% sold that there's, like, a great one that can potentially become elite. So that's why, I like, and, and I'm sitting with a couple leagues where I've got, like, three to four first round picks. And I'm like, do I think about trading some of these, maybe pushing it to 2023, getting, you know, somebody that can help me this year. Like that's kind of where I'm at. But if I can't get one of those top two guys, like I'm okay sitting in the back of the first, kind of like Kevin mentioned, taking a shot with the Pickens and Olave. Uh, Maybe a Traylon Burke starts to slip. I'm, you know, we're we're smack in the middle of Traylon Burke's hate day on Twitter, whether it was today or yesterday. So I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. You know, Somebody's going to eventually slip that maybe is going to get some decent draft capital, but because of a combine or because of some, you know, footage of some kind, people are going to fade him. So I'm okay with the back half. The first half, if I don't have one of those top two picks, especially in one QB, it's, it's pointless for, me, in my opinion.
0: And you clearly have not watched enough Drake London film to, to realize <laughs> how good that guy is going to be. So Speaking of USC, where Matt Coral was was going to go, USC guy. Okay, now to get to the uh, the guys, the arm heard around, or the pass heard around the world, I guess, this 75, 70-yard 70 bomb that Malik Willis threw with no pads. No pads being the two key words in that wow. entire sentence. Gotta love pro day footage. Oh, we love pro day. We love overreacting to pro day footage, don't we? Just like we all over, some people overreacted to the Mike Davis thigh photo and said RB1. And then they forgot Cordero Patterson was on the team. And <laughs> so did everybody else in the fantasy community. But Malik Willis has lost a half inch on his height, folks. So he has lost a half inch, but he did gain four pounds. So when you think about it, it evens slouching. out. He's slouching, it evens out. Kevin, you have him as your number one for fantasy, but number three for top five real life. Now I'm going to presume he's number one for fantasy because he's the most versatile in terms of the best of he's number two runner, maybe number three passer would be my assumption, but he levels out to be number one in terms of fantasy. Is he also uh landing spot dependent for you? Like Matt Coral is, or is he kind of, he can just kind of mold to wherever he goes and he'll be fine because of his rushing ability.
1: Yeah, to me. So the way I look at him and the reason why he's number one is you look at built in values in the dynasty, especially Superflex. Trevor Lawrence had an almost probably the worst year we've seen from a quarterback, even a rookie quarterback last year. And he was going at, you know, QB probably nine and eight and fan in startup drafts last year. And then he was going obviously one-on-one um, in the rookie drafts this year. He's only going as QB 12 and QB 11. So like he had one of the worst years we've ever seen and we've ever seen, and he's still getting drafted as if he can be a QB one in the league. So there's that insulated value. And I think when you're looking at this, if you, if you have the one-on-one in a superflex league, I know you hate superflex, but that, uh, Malik is the one-on-one yeah. because of that insulated value, because he's not, he's not going to lose his value next year. Uh, even if he has a bad year, because his legs Jalen hurts is, if Jalen Hurts was in this and we're talking about him, he could easily just be the one-on-one because of the insulated value with what he can do with his legs and all of those things that we talk about. That's why to me, Malik is the clear cut one-on-one, but also just in fantasy wise, he's going to do those type of things that you see on tape. Yeah. He can throw the ball. I will say that from a quarterback perspective, He's got to be better in his field vision. It's very inconsistent. He he leaves touchdowns on the field because he tries to do too much because he played at Liberty, and Liberty is just not very good. They weren't very good. It was really Willis running around back there, but it did show kind of what he can do. I know his lower body mechanics are kind of a mess too, so when you watch him, you'll see there. And he doesn't usually have his eyes and feet in unison. You'll see it, and it's very, very off. But, oh, that
3: threw me off so bad when I was watching that tape. Yeah. I'm like, get in sync, dude. You're <laughs> killing me right now.
1: He's not He's in sync. He's so Zip. twitchy. Yeah. And that's coaching, right? So, again, when you're looking at these guys, we know Hal needs coaching. But if Willis gets coaching with this upside – I mean, that's where you kind of, to me, it separates. And that's, and I think we make it way too hard than it needs to be. Like, I I don't see how you can put anybody ahead of Willis in fantasy perspective because the insulated value, he's probably going to get top 10 draft capital. I'd be surprised if he didn't. And then now you're going to have kind of that upside where you have him for two years and know he's a piece that you can use. Like all that stuff just kind of nails it in together. He's my number one.
2: So I just want to throw out. So draft capital is what scares me because we've heard rumors of falling and not falling and Willis. Maybe going top 10, maybe not going top 10. Is there a certain draft capital where Brees Hall could jump him as your 101 in Superflex? Because we've had debating viewpoints. Um, two years ago for our Dynasty kickoff show, we had the recently retired Michael Liu, who was a very wonderful Dynasty mind. And he said it's the quarterback no matter what. Uh, it was going into the Trevor Lawrence. And like I asked a question, what if you don't need a quarterback? But it was still Trevor Lawrence. Or, and it might even have been the 102 was still a quarterback. This year, I'm starting to see Brees Hall in Superflex rankings still rated as the 101, even though there are quarterbacks. So is there, what if all of the quarterbacks are outside of the top 20? Does that move Brees Hall up for you, or is it still quarterback no matter what? So for me personally, you have to have first round draft
1: capital. So everybody out there should know, like if he doesn't get drafted first round, I'm not going to touch him on that same talk with Hall like i could see hall being there like he's a he his athletic testing was through the through the roof so i mean you're not worried about that anymore landing spot for him though cuz i mean realistically we could see him go to the jets we could see him go to these places where he maybe not is the one one guy with all that volume and mm-hmm. now you're talking about if he doesn't go if he goes to kind of a committee situation now we're like, okay, well, do you want to risk it? To me, it's still Willis. Like, if you if he still gets drafted in the first round, you still go there. Lamar Jackson got in the thirty, you know, number thirty-two. Like, there are days where you could see that. I you, I just don't see with the way that the quarterback landscape is right now. There's going to be some team that gets him in the top ten because okay. they're giving out contracts to Trubisky they're trying to trade for these guys like teams are desperate and even though there's there i don't see how the panthers could pass on him and i don't see how the seahawks could pass on him. like then they're both picking in the top 10 so i don't see how they can
2: i've heard a lot of panthers at six like that's that's the big one i'm hearing a ton of
3: uh the lions coached him at the senior day at the senior bowl didn't they yeah i mean there i know there was some initial talk like them potentially pulling the trigger at 32 and then after the senior bowl, after the combine, after the pro day, I, it, Willis is just completely shot up draft boards, at least from like the pundits that are doing the mock drafts and scouts and everything. But I mean, if Willis goes two, it almost feels like a done deal that, that Willis is the one Oh one. point, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but then you're, but then you're looking at it like, well, they've got golf locked in. He's probably not going to play much. So, you know, you're inevitably going to have dynasty managers that when you're sitting at 101, well, I need somebody that can help me right now. I'm not thinking in terms of assets for, you know, the second half of the of 2022 or, you know, 2023 and beyond, et cetera. Like it, this could, I, I feel like could be a situation where you could capitalize on some of those managers and then get an asset like a Willis at a 102 or 103, right?
1: You, you you could. Oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I was uh, –
3: well,
1: please. What I was, was going to say, too, though, you want to – don't be short-minded as a dynasty manager. Just take Willis at the 101, and then mm-hmm. basically you have that, like we just said, insulated value. Even let's say three or four weeks in, and you feel like you're a contending team, but Willis hasn't started yet. He still going to have the one-on-one value because he's yep. still going to yep. have that built-in value. Then you can flip them probably more for a team that's maybe rebuilding and like says, Hey, I, I want, I'll take Willis. Here's, you know, here's Russell Wilson plus an asset. And now you go win your league. And that's where I think we fall short sometimes. We don't think about that. Like, I think guys are always perpetually rebuilding, but I understand what you're saying. It, it, I just think that if you if you're at the one-on-one, just trade back. Then just trade back to the 102. Try to get maybe a little bit of a different asset, something like that. But I always will say just take the quarterback because you can just trade him. And you can if you're active. You just have to be active. Yeah.
0: Uh, Seattle will not be drafting him in the first round because they already have their eyes on an SMU linebacker that's slated to go in the fifth <laughs> round. So,
2: I just to point or make Kevin's point for him, in a single QB league where quarterbacks almost should never be the 101, Last year, I took Trevor Lawrence at the 108 on a QB needy team. My team was not playing well. I was streaming quarterbacks and I was never streaming Lawrence because it was not a year to stream him. (laughs) I managed to flip him to the team that was in last place for what ended up being this year's 101. So I traded Trevor Lawrence for Brees Hall by taking Trevor Lawrence in a draft last year. Yeah. So sometimes leaning on the high draft capital quarterback is the right move to make, even if they're not going to help you in year one. Because Trevor Lawrence didn't help me in year one, but he damn sure helped me in year two when I'm starting Brees Hall every week. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> this is true. Okay, so speaking of the 101, Kevin, this is from Chris. Is there any landing spot that vaults Sam Howell, in your opinion, to the quarterback one in fantasy? And you currently have him slated at four behind Matt Corral at three and Desmond Ritter at two. So he would need to jump pretty high for you, but is there any scenario where Sam Howell would jump to QB one based on landing spot?
1: No, because I think his, his fantasy upside is limited. Like I, I don't, he's a QB two. Like he might be a little better than Mac Jones. And I'm not a Mac Jones fan at all. Like if he got to a right landing spot, that would be kind of where I'd put him at.
3: I feel like he's more athletic, a lot more athletic than Mac Jones. Like he's more willing
0: to run. Hey, don't you make fun of my quarterback. (laughs) All right. Have have you seen how ripped that man is? Have you seen all of us look better than Mac Jones collectively (laughs) as a group look better than Mac Jones in terms of physical body appearance? Oh. I, I love Mac Jones. I'm just I just love seeing the memes of the little kid warming up his arm in the Cam Newton commercial, and everyone saying that that was Mac Jones. That was that was my favorite was part nice. of Mac Jones. Okay, the last guy that I feel I really want to get to because you have him as five in both top five real life, top five for fantasy. You talked about this. You've I feel like you've hated Kenny Pickett since middle school, <laughs> from what it sounds like, what what we've talked about. But explain why don't you like Kenny Pickett compared to I would say most other people having him either at one or two with Malik Willis.
2: Well, I think step one is how many famous people's kids has he punched? That's true. (laughs) This is true. Zero. So that's why he kind of goes down (laughs) on my uh, my, my level. Um,
1: No, you know, for me, you know, if you're looking at his five-year production, it was fine. I I will say be weary of that. I mean, he was in a good offensive system this year. A lot of passes to Jordan Addison on the wing, though. A lot of bubble screens. A lot of little things that he did that kind of bumped up his production. I don't think his athleticism is there for a fantasy quarterback, right? So if you want to put one of these he has to have Konami ability. Like there's gotta be some stuff there when you're looking at the top twelve finishers last year. That's why I that's why I have Corral because of the RPOs. Even Hal's a better athlete than Kenny Pickett is, in my opinion. I mean Kenny tested a little bit better, but on the field, you can kind of know that functional athleticism a little bit for Kenny. I think that you're looking at him too. He's does that the small hands. I know we were laughing pre-show and I know Joe doesn't believe in it, but it does make a little bit of a difference. Like the the fumbling, the other issues that you see there, like there is, there is a, the real, I wouldn't say it's a massive red flag, but it's a tiny little red flag. Um, And when you're looking at, what his production is going to be, it's going to have to be around him, right? So he's got to go to a team that goes around him and, ha- and kind of puts the athletes on the field and then he can get the ball, to. If he can do that, he could have a Derek carr light type career. Like, I'm not hating on the kid. I think he could have that. But if I'm going to put someone in my top two, I think they can be QB1s in fantasy. And I don't see that with things.
0: But did you see the fake slide though? I did.
1: <laughs> I did. They changed the entire rule for my man Pickett. I'm happy for him. Did, so you now did
0: you see the fake slide? Now that's that's what was real. That's the selling point. Is you want to talk about athleticism? That that's all leg day right there. He Stop is way too
3: quick to tuck it and run. Like in a lot of the film that I saw with Pickett, like I I I kind of see like what what we're talking about here, like with the built-in Konami code. Like, obviously, we want that rushing upside. And again, I maybe that's just a, a part of his game from college because he literally only had one playmaker at Pittsburgh. Like that Addison kid at wide receiver is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but like he's very quick to just be like, "Oh, it's not there. All right, I'm just gonna get it. Like, I'm gonna go." I kind of saw similar things with Hal, at least from the 2021 tape. So I like. It, it kind of feels like, like with a Trevor Lawrence, for instance, like you're not looking at him as like a Konami type guy, but they have enough athleticism to where they can still add in like 200, maybe I say, 300 yards, three to a, 400. A year. I say three yeah. to 400 is kind and of, and yeah. And that's a, you know, an extra 20 to 30 points. Maybe you, you throw in three rushing touchdowns if, if they get lucky on a, on a, you know, a breakaway or something, but like, Yeah, so I I don't think that athletic ability is just gone in general. For me, he reminds me so much of Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky. He is so up and down and inconsistent with his team. Don't say that. I'm sorry. Like, that again, just what I see. Like, one throw, it's like, damn, that's absolutely beautiful. That decision, perfect. The next day, it's what in God's name were you doing when you thought to make that throw? Like, that's what I get. Like, those are the types of vibes that I get with Kenny Pickett.
1: I think there should be question marks about his arm strength, too. Like, it's there are times, like what you're talking about on tape, where he can hit that out and it looks okay, but then there it wails on him. And I don't think he had a very good combine. Like, he, and you saw it too. Like, there was some throws that he had that they kind of the arm strength wasn't quite there. And so now you're worried about, I think, like we talked about, I think he's system based. Get it out quick, make good reads. Like he had at Pitt. They just they changed their offensive coordinator last year, and he is in a system that fit him well. So it's okay. Can he do that? That's why I thought Pittsburgh would have been a good spot for him, but that was before Trubisky. And now that I don't see them drafting, it's the same guy. Like they're not drafting the same guy there. So I think trying to make
3: improvements. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: I I just don't see the arm strength. That's just my opinion based on him, and and I, I, I. Again, if I'm gonna put someone in that a topper, you know, top category, I want I want somebody that can be a QB one. That's what I'm wasting my my pick on.
0: Sure. Well, guys that won't be QB ones, but could potentially be QB ones as sleepers. Yeah. We didn't have...
1: even
2: talk about Desmond Ritter. Right? I was gonna say we're skipping a very um, important player here. Jeez, guys,
0: <laughs> can you stop yelling at me? My goodness. Fine. I
2: actually want to ask a quick question about Pickett though. Is there I'm not a I don't watch college football at all. Is there a explanation of his enormous leap in touchdowns? Cause I feel like that's one of the things that people are going to point to as to why he's such a great quarterback, but, and he did throw a ton of touchdowns last year, but leading up to this in his career, he didn't. And so is there a, a reasonable explanation why he essentially, not essentially, he doubled his touchdown production in one single season when he was a starter in those other seasons well one was
1: his usage i mean it went up i mean he threw over almost 500 attempts and he would have if he would have played this bowl game so they just threw the ball a ton and in red zone i believe their red zone offense if i can think of the top of my head i'm pretty sure they used they threw the ball in the red zone over 75 percent of the time so they really just pumped it in in terms of like production for him okay I mean, that's, that's where that kind of comes from
0: okay
3: Jordan Addison, that that's your
1: answer. Jordan okay. is pretty legit too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> is is the Jordan Addison kid? Is he coming into the draft this year? Next year? No, next, next year. Okay, I was gonna say I thought that name was twenty twenty three. Okay, so everyone yelled at me. Jeez, guys, I don't think that I don't think that was necessary. Desmond Ritter, I feel like there was a lot of hype on him two years ago, and now it's kind of died down. Even though. Cincinnati is the first G5 team to make the college football playoff, correct? I think so. Yeah. Um, You have him at two for fantasy. You have him at four for real life. What do you like? What don't you like about Desmond Ritter? Talk about him.
1: Well, production, he had over 10,000 yards passing uh, in his career. He had 22 over 2000 yards rushing. I think that he had, you know, 87 career touchdown passes as well. He has the tools. He has the tools that you like to see from a kid, and he works. And he's improved every single season there. Uh, You saw it last year. His completion percentage was second career highest, but he had to throw a little bit more last year, 387 attempts. And he's improved. And work ethic, coachability, the type of things that you like to hear from him, dual threats there. The biggest question mark is accuracy. So that's going to always be Ritter's thing. Can he be an accurate enough quarterback to be a starter in the in the NFL? And I think that if he goes first round, you have to put him at two because I think he has all the tools and the necessary the necessary tools to kind of get him there. Uh, but he, can he be accurate? He he throws very well on the run. He has that ability. I think that that's where they need to get him to to kind of get him outside the pocket. But if if a team drafts him and says I want you to be a drop back quarterback, that's going to be a struggle for him.
2: That was my biggest takeaway from him is I just want him with the right coaching staff. Um, I'm not comparing the two. Let me say that before I say this. When Patrick Mahomes landed with Andy Reid, I knew it was going to be magic. Like that was exactly what needed to happen for that magic to happen. I need Ritter to land in a spot like that with a coach who's going to be patient, who is going to work with him, who's going to play to his needs. And I think he could end up being the best quarterback in this entire class. And I know Josh agrees with that. So.
3: Yeah. I was actually really surprised. Like I was going through, I was watching, you know, some of the tape and and the, the two that I focused on was the Georgia game in 2020 and the Alabama game this year. And like you could see, especially in the Alabama game, like the way that they set up that offense. Like, you know, you always go through and you script the first, you know, X amount of plays, whatever. They knew right away that that Alabama defensive line was going to smother him. And they said, we're going to make some quick throws and we're going to say, get the ball out quickly. And Ritter did all of that. And he knew that the moment he had pressure, just fall. And he did that pretty consistently. I didn't see a lot of like, all right, I've got to force these throws to to get the ball to the to the playmakers. If it's not there, throw it away, take the sack, do whatever it is you got to do. It just, for me, it felt that the, the, the Alabama D line just wore him down because A, they're that good, and B, Cincinnati's offensive line fucking sucks. <laughs> and they just didn't have the type of playmakers to be able to keep up, so it really just fell all on Ritter. And it just seemed like he ran out of gas in the second half. But against Georgia, he kept up in 2020. And he made he made that game really close. It, it took a bad sack to end the game for a safety. But, like, to me, he looks like the most polished when it comes to mechanics in this class. Like, his feet, his hips, they're all in sync. He's, again, not afraid to throw it away. He takes what the defense gives him. I'm not saying he's this sort of, like, you know, world beater with like sky's the limit potential, but I almost feel like we could be looking at him in this class, the 2022 class, the same way we look at Mac Jones from last year where he's a good player, but not a great player, but could end up being one of the most consistent starters at the quarterback position. And there is still some value in that in fantasy, especially in super flex.
0: So, I'm, I'm going to spoil the uh, the landing spot here for Ritter, which I presume Kevin put in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I guess bad offensive line, just something must be in the water in Cincinnati because they all suck there. Pittsburgh is not much better. So let's just say he lands in Pittsburgh, right? Lands in Pittsburgh, arguably bottom three offensive line. They suck. And odds are if he goes to a to a team that's QB needy, they also have a crappy offensive line. So, Josh, does that make you not feel good about Desmond Ritter? Because going up against Alabama's front seven, that is seven NFL-ready defensive linemen and linebackers. Congratulations, you are now seeing seven NFL defensive linemen and linebackers for 17 games. That does not make me feel good based off of your recommendation.
3: It doesn't make me feel great, but it doesn't worry me as much because I feel like if he's going to land in Pittsburgh this year, you may see five starts out of him. Like they went out, they signed Trubisky. They're going to give him the football and let him do his thing. And and I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm okay with that because that gives them time this year they can build depth along the offensive line in the later rounds. Next year, they can do the exact same thing. And that's ultimately what you want because this team, from an offensive perspective and a defensive perspective, is set up to win and compete right now. And they have the weapons that can make Ritter a very viable starting quarterback in the NFL as well as, a again, a solid QB2 with low-end QB1 upside, in my opinion.
2: Plus they're used to because
3: try-owners. he's got speed. I didn't realize homeboy ran like a four, five forty.
1: Yeah. He's fast. Yeah. 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 He ran uh, I have it up a four, four nine. And he was there. And and I don't know if you guys, Derek Claussen from um, football outsiders, I believe at Bleacher Report. He has Raiders as QB one. He just came out today. And he, and he, he said he will not draft Kenny Pickett. And Derek's been a pretty good barometer of quarterbacks and with that and Mike I, I like what Ryan brought up too about Mahomes. I was reading the thing on Mahomes because I sometimes read when my wife doesn't you know let <laughs> um, and they the the GM and the coach the first like two weeks of practice with Mahomes they looked at each other like we're going to get fired because of how bad he was. He couldn't, he fumbled every snap that he Mm -hmm. actually had. He couldn't play and it literally took him that long. So if, if, if Ritter found himself on the Steelers, like you said, he can just sit, they don't really necessarily need to play him right away. And then Mm -hmm. he kind of learns and kind of jumps in there. Maybe at the end, maybe Trubisky plays. Okay. Um, I think that he's a he's a steal right now because I don't think he's going very high in rookie drafts. If you're, I see him going at like the 109 in superflex drafts. If you're with me or some other people that like Ritter, but he's definitely going at the, in the second and a few. That's very good value because I think that if you're not going if you want to grab one of these running backs wide receivers, you can get Ritter later. That's 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 an excellent move.
3: And I, I mean, it was the same thing with Mac Jones last year too. He was falling to early
2: second in a lot of super flex. Yeah. And most of my leagues I've traded away all of my second round picks, but I (laughs) see myself trying to get back into the second round when I see him falling, because I'm just in love. I will throw out unpopular opinion. And I understand before the people come after me, I understand they haven't had to. The Steelers have not shown they're able to develop a quarterback whatsoever. Ben Roethl- Roethlisberger came in
0: blah, 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 blah.
2: 18 years ago and won right away. Different coaching staff, all that fun stuff. No backup from this team has went on to be successful anywhere else or in their own team when Roethlisberger was hurt. I would be terrified if Ritter ended up in Pittsburgh. I want him far away from that system.
0: So. My- Mike Tomlin, great head coach. Honestly. I do like Mike
2: Tomlin, you dick. That's- I'm just saying they don't do <laughs> So I mean <laughs> – uh, absolutely
0: incredible head coach i mean if you, if you ask me yes, me too an incredible head coach but guys i mean desmond redder he was you know he was 75th in college qbr he was in the 75th percentile that's he's still 25 away from me and in the 100th percentile for college qbr guys i mean we should really be reading <laughs> into these numbers yeah cool but but he
3: here's a fun stat he was the 12th best he had the 12th best qbr when facing pressure among college football quarterbacks last year and the best win facing pressure in this class.
0: But his breakout age was only 20. (laughs) So when you think about it, does that even matter?
3: I'd rather it be 20 than 23. Like Kenny Pickett. So
0: listen, listen, all I'm, all I'm saying is analytics are bullshit. I hate everything about it. Let's get into Kevin's biggest sleepers, Carson strong, and Caleb Ellaby. Please tell me about these two young gentlemen.
2: I <laughs> I to, go ahead, Ryan. I just want to quickly throw in about Carson Strong. I have seen multiple lists of people who do this for a living with Carson Strong as the best quarterback in this class, and yet there's no fantasy person who's giving him any love. So I'm glad to see him on your sleeper list. So where is the disconnect? If Talk about him all you want, but if you could explain where the disconnect might be there, I'd be super interested.
1: Well, he has a piece of his hip bone in his knee so okay. he, um, Wait, was, what? He was,
2: <laughs> yeah question mark yeah. did it fall yeah. down no so I mean?
1: after um after the twenty twenty, so he's had two knee surgeries mm-hmm. in high school he had to basically had like six pins put in his knee and then after that after 2020 he started getting a little little discomfort in the same knee and they had to take a piece of his hip bone and insert it into his knee and it was basically one of these surgeries that they don't think that it's basically going to be structurally sound for the long run. And so I, there's a lot of red uh, flags on his medical. So if it was based on his arm strength and everything, like he's a. He's star. got a
3: cannon for yes. an arm.
1: He does, and I've watched him play. And he was one of the guys I've been watching for two years. I loved the kid two years ago when I first started. No one ever, re- re- like you know, even looked at me. I wrote about him because I thought he was he was good, but it's his knee. I think the biggest thing is he's got a strong arm. He's accurate, but I comped him, and I know I, I said I hated comps, but he's basically Joe Flacco our generation because he can't move. But he can throw it, and he the can. The elite Joe can. Flacco. If you tell
0: me he's twenty eleven Joe Flacco, then we can have a conversation. No,
1: I mean he he's he's okay. Like he'll be a backup. Like I, if Colt McCoy is still collecting checks, Carson <laughs> Strong is going to hey, find a way.
0: Hey, Colt McCoy in his first start every year is a top ten yes. fantasy quarterback. Yeah. After that, he sucks. I mean, I he's Colt and then they remember he's Colt McCoy. Then they remember he's Colt McCoy. And it also registers in Colt McCoy's head that he's Colt McCoy. Um, oh, God. I, I love that you brought up comps, Kevin, because the two comps for uh, I, Carson Strong could not be further on the ends of the spectrum, in my opinion. Player profiler, Kevin Cobb. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Kevin Cobb. Then NFL.com, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What, where, where are our numbers not matching up folks? What are we, what are we looking at? (laughs) It's not even a playoff quarterback and Kevin Cobb. Like, what are we doing? What are we looking at? Uh, And then Caleb Ellaby, whose comparison on player profilers, Jarrett Stidham. So that doesn't help me. Why do you like Caleb Ellaby coming from Western Michigan in the Mac
1: I mean, you put sleepers down. I feel like I need to put somebody. I, I like <laughs> L&B. Um, he, He's. I feel
2: like I need to put somebody. I that think is the there. best answer we have gotten on this show. I, yet. We, we can Thank end you, it there Kevin. there, Kevin. We don't need to go any further. There was, right. a, bl- there was a blank space. Uh, I felt like I needed
0: to fill it. I
1: felt like I, I needed to fill it. I like L.O.B. I don't really necessarily think he's going to be like – this barn burner guy but i mean he's athletic he played very well i i was surprised he came out i thought he'd go back to western michigan last year after this last year but he didn't uh and he's produced he got thirty two hundred yards 23 touchdowns he definitely needs to develop more and stuff if he gets drafted i think that's a win so that's why i just put him down
0: yeah uh nfl.com has him as a priority undrafted free agent so whereas carson strong is a Bledsoe. traits or talent to be an above average backup.
2: i say it's true Bledsoe, 101. So uh,
0: true. Drew, Drew Bledsoe. I mean, un, uncanny comparison. Or, or, or Kevin, Kevin Cobb. <laughs> you, you, you get to decide. It's one of the two. You're either really happy or you hate yourself. Okay. Teams are the biggest needs Carolina, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Seahawks, Seattle, New York Giants, Houston Texans, Washington Commanders. Name still sucks every time I say it. New Orleans Saints and the Detroit Lions. Dark horse teams in here that I believe Josh added: the Titans, Vikings, Eagles, Bucks, Dolphins, Colts, Ravens. Whew.
2: Ravens. So half, half the league, huh? Yeah. Was... Lamar
3: is not under contract. That's why I added them as a dark horse.
0: Yeah, I mean they have they have Lamar Jackson light set behind him, yeah. so I don't really think they need a quarterback.
2: Pretender but Tyler
0: Huntley, they ain't going quarterback. Yeah, he ain't. Yeah. Okay. So we'll Again, start with the.
2: Dark horse. <laughs> I
0: mean, if we're talking dark, that's like one shade away from black. Like,
2: yeah, non existent. Yeah, awful.
0: that's like really, really dark gray. Uh, okay, who lands where, Kevin? You fill these in. You got Malik Willis. Wait,
1: I'm sorry, I filled these in. I just assumed no, was just assuming. No, by all means, no, you were wanna, thousand I didn't percent. i take your show sheet over. My bad. No, I, my bad.
2: Thousand percent. That's if, if you good. don't add to these shows, they're awful. So, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Almost like hard. We bring the Ravens on people a point. lot
3: smarter yeah. than us for these shows, Kevin. Yes. And can... You're proving our point
2: that we did the right thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we can we can discuss everything else for the other 48 weeks of the year. Yeah. These four weeks, we struggle. We need help. These four weeks, we are comedic relief in this <laughs> in this scenario. Um, basically making fun of player comparisons. That's yeah. that's basically that would be the hour-long show. If we didn't have you. So you have Malik Willis going to the Lions, Kenny Pickett to Carolina, Matt Coral to the New Orleans Saints, Desmond Ritter going to Pittsburgh, Sam Howell going to the Seattle Seahawks, because people are comparing him to Baker Mayfield. So that makes sense. Yeah.
2: So the first person right
0: that you have going off the board, no, I I presume this is Malik Willis to the Lions at two and not thirty two. Yeah. Okay. So do you like that landing spot? Did you put these as like, I like this landing spot the most for this player, or did you say if I'm the GM in the draft and I'm looking at how this goes, this is how I believe these guys are going to get drafted?
1: Well, Joe, I, t- I pretend to be a GM, so I uh, I definitely went through and like t- try to see if best landing spot in terms of where I think teams might do, uh, and then I just kind of went from there. I I think if Willis finds himself on the Lions, that's a top five fantasy offense, in my opinion, if he starts, because you got Swift Hawk. I'm not an Amon Truther, but he's out there. Uh, Chark, I like a little bit more. I think they will draft a wide receiver. So if you put that offense around kind of Willis, I honestly think that could be a top five offense in the league.
3: And they have a good offensive line. One of the best. A lot of people don't think that. They, They do.
0: Craig Reynolds was repping 150 yards back there, so they definitely have a pretty decent offensive line. But can we bring up a good point? If they take him at two, they have the Rams pick at 32. Yeah. So, and we've talked about there's a plethora of wide receivers in this yeah. class that they could take. So
3: I, I plethora. just like it when Joe uses big
0: words.
2: Plethora. Me too. Yes. It gets me all hot.
0: I don't want to use them anymore. <laughs> I don't want to use them anymore.
2: I knew that was gonna bother you so much. <laughs>
0: Dang. I like, I like it here in North Dakota. It's cold. I don't have to deal with Brian's Okay. No, that's a really good point. Take him at two. Wrap him around. Give him a, give him a, a weapon of his choice, maybe. Right? Because, I mean, that's what the Jaguars did. They said, fuck the offensive line. Let's take Travis Etienne. Because we have James Robinson. Yeah. Smart. Super, super smart out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it would have been
3: smart if he hadn't gotten hurt, but...
0: And Urban Meyer wasn't the head coach, but yeah. well, sure, yeah, you know we can too. talk about yeah. this for a long time. The second guy you have coming off the board, I believe if I'm looking at this correctly, would be Kenny Pickett to the Carolina Panthers. Now, you don't like Kenny Pickett, but you still put him as the second quarterback getting drafted. Why did you do
1: that? Because Carolina's stupid, Joe. Like, they, they, I'm on they... board. They don't yeah, draft. Very Joe well. agrees with
2: every bit of that statement. Oh, they no. just,
1: they don't draft very well. And at the same time, I think that they're so Matt rule is so needy for wins that he's just going to reach on a quarterback no matter what. And he's just going to go after it. And they have no picks in the second or third round because they trade him for Sam Darnold. And so that's yeah. going to be, they got to go, they got to go <laughs> quarterback here or thus they move back. And then they, even then I don't see them getting the capital they need. So, so I think they will be pick
2: it. If Dang. they do that, you think, I know you don't like Pickett? Does. despite, Pick it immediately. Get that job over Darnold.
1: I don't think so. I think okay. it's actually a QB battle. But I'm a I'm the lone Sam Darnold truther on an island out here just hanging out. Like I, oh, I, you're
2: not alone. I'm, I I stay on that. I, I I come to the island every now and then, but I try yeah. to hide my face. So. Yeah, but, but well, yeah. I gave up on
3: him the moment he landed in yeah. New York. So you guys are alone on that one. But yeah,
1: <laughs> but if Willis doesn't get picked by the Lions, I think Willis could go to Carolina. Like I I I, I don't I see, think see how he moves past Carolina. And if he goes to Carolina, I'm going to feel so bad for him because that is it. They're bad. They're bad. Yeah.
0: So, so I just real quick Kenny Pickett was throwing a lot of dump offs to this Jordan a- Addison kid, right? Yes. Great. Can we have that with DJ Moore and we or just match the offense? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't own any Christian McCaffrey shares. I own a lot of DJ Moore shares. Oh, I get it. So I you. personally, it's I Chris would Marshall? like that. To, no. I, I would like that to happen for DJ Moore because. My strategy of three running backs and then a receiver in the fourth round, DJ Moore tends to be my wide receiver one. Yeah. It was Robert Woods two years ago, and it worked out. But DJ Moore tends to be there for me. And I would like if DJ Moore, you know, Could was be uh, you. looked at by his quarterback. Yeah, at, le- at
3: least Pickett knows how to focus on one yeah. playmaker. To, Like So he, that, that that's going for him in Carolina.
0: DJ yeah. Moore is open on 110% of the routes that he runs, and it angers me that his quarterbacks just neglect to look at him. Now, Cam Newton, I know you looked at him, but you just can't reach him. And I understand that's just, that's your deficiency as a human being currently in your current state. If someone offers you a contract, please sign. Stop this seven-on-seven league bullshit that you're starting in June. It's not going to work, okay? Just sign, get your money, and leave the NFL. You're done. It's fine. I would love to see Kenny Pickett mix with DJ Moore because all I'm hearing is that Kenny Pickett loves throwing dump-offs to one guy, and that would be (laughs) the guy. Hopefully we'll see Matt Coral to the saints. I feel like I've heard a lot of this uh, just in general. I don't know why this just feels like a fit for coral, uh, but why do you like him going to new Orleans?
1: You know, I just look at a team that you could use him. Maybe if Jameis, isn't the answer I do like Jameis, but I don't know if they said they're the long, like that kind of area. I do think that their offense fits him. Like we talked about with the RPOs and with like the, um, play action, I think quarter the running back situation could be a little bit better there. I think he fits that offense, and he can push the ball downfield. And if they get some guys on that, especially if Thomas comes back, I know he's just slant boy, but if he can come back over the top of the defense, I do think they have some other guys there. I think they could be good.
0: Slant
3: boy. I've seen a lot of talk of Desmond Ritter to the Saints. Yeah, that's too. How do you feel about that versus Coral?
1: You know, with the cap situation, I worry about it with Ritter because I want to see them build around him. Um, but if they can, if they can do it, I know they've been pushing the cap back for 20 years, it feels like, so I don't think it really matters. Um, I would like that too. I'd like both those spots for Ritter, to be honest. Like, if he can find a spot where they'll build around him and they have, like, a, already kind of a starter there that he can learn from and then he can kind of take his time to develop, that's where I would, I'd be ideal. If so Ritter just jumps in, I'd be worried.
2: Where – okay, so, like – where do we expect the saints to draft quarterback first round, second round, somewhere in there. My my reason I asked this question is last week, I think it was, or maybe it was on a, a show I did as a guest spot, but I laid into the jets for going into the season, keeping three quarterbacks on roster. And in this situation, the saints would one be keeping three quarterbacks on roster, but two, they just drafted this and I'm not saying he's good, but they just drafted this Ian book kid last year in the fourth round. So now you're letting go of last year's fourth round pick. You just paid Andy Dalton, you just paid Jameis Winston, and you're bringing a third quarterback in. It's just a very weird situation to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ian book's trash, right? We can get okay. that one out of the book. Uh, Ian book is not a good quarterback, but I will say with Andy, game. with Andy, yeah, did never drafts a Notre Dame quarterback. Uh, so if you're, if you're looking for like where maybe, maybe he, he falls though. Right. Maybe like if you're looking at kind of maybe goes to the rap pick 49 and they're like, Hey, best player available. I'll just grab him there. Okay. I, that's more, I don't think they draft anybody at 18. This would be like worst case scenario. One of these guys drops and they just sitting there like, Hey, I'm gonna draft somebody and I think we can go
2: with the quarterback. I just wanted to make sure that we're not expecting them to replace one fourth round quarterback no. with another fourth round quarterback no. and all that fun stuff. No. So
0: just a a couple things from from the uh audience here. Kelly, I have said this for two years. I think Christian McCaffrey is gonna be the best running back in the NFL in six years. So I am very well I'm I'm very mainstream when it comes to <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. I I'm about as mainstream as it gets. Um I do want to get to Elixir's question. I want to wrap that after we talk about Sam Howell's landing spot because I feel like Atlanta could be a dark horse in this whole situation of figuring it out. Uh, Kevin, a good callback to Matt Coral's barfighting days. Uh, he said, New Orleans is a city where roughneck like Coral can really mix it up. If he survives <laughs> the first <laughs> running guard without a DUI or a barfight, he could be the franchise QB. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Tim Patrick. Not a wide receiver show, but shout-out to Tim Patrick. This is this is gonna be his year. When Jerry Judy gets injured, this is gonna be Tim Patrick's Ooh. shining year with Russell Wilson. I love Tim Patrick. Oh. Jerry
2: Judy is going to be fantastic. Eugene. I
0: love Tim
2: Patrick. Okay, last one. Cortland Sutton, baby.
0: Cortland Sutton, baby. Sam Howell, you have him going to the Seahawks. This is your number one real life quarterback. Why do you like him on the Seahawks? And why do you think the Seahawks will actually take a quarterback? I
1: think At this that... point it's round two, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is in, a nine. Okay. This yeah. isn't nine. I th- This would be like 40 or 41, wherever they have them there. I think that maybe they go like offensive tackle, like cross, or they go somewhere in that area with nine. Maybe Willis isn't there. They don't want to reach for these guys. And then they see How coming in that second. or I've, sure I've They seen, don't
3: want another safety. I mean, if Kyle Hamilton's there, <laughs> I mean, they, they
1: could do this, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, I don't know what they're doing either. Like, I realistically think they could bring Locke back if they think Locke's the guy that's going to play this year. Like Yeah. You know, so but if Hal could find his way there, that's not a bad fit for them. Um, I think that it could maybe reminiscent of remember Matt Flynn back in the day when they gave him that big old contract. Like I, maybe maybe Hal fits in that offense well. Maybe they don't have to get rid of that. He could push the ball downfield. Metcalf, Lockett underneath. Like there, there is something to say about maybe him falling to in the second round.
0: They do have good weapons. I mean, it'd be a good. Yeah. You go and you get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf as your two and wide fan, receivers.
1: And fans there still. So
0: yeah. That's a, that's a good start. But some of the, we didn't really talk about, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons, they, they brought in Marcus Mariota, I believe in a two year deal. Do we at all see them? I'm just going to say first three rounds. Cause at that point, I think after you're outside of the third, it's going to be hard for someone to maybe come in and take a starting role as a rookie in the first three rounds. I'll start with Kevin and then we'll bounce around. Do we at all see Atlanta maybe taking a quarterback?
1: Uh, I think they punt this year. I think they go with Mariota and then they go after Young or Stroud next year. I think that's, if they're going to get anybody, maybe they pick up like LB as on draft to free agent or something like that.
2: Okay.
3: Josh, yeah, it kind of seems like that's really what they're doing is trying to build the roster to then plug the quarterback in, which I've always said is really the yeah. smartest way to do it. Honestly, because if you drop a really good quarterback into a crappy team, you're going to absolutely ruin them
2: Yeah, because
3: yeah. they don't right. have any weapons. They don't have a line in front of them. They I don't see, have a defense to support them.
2: And What's great about their situation is their best player is a tight end, so it's not going to cost them a ton to fifth-year option him. Then it's not going to cost them a ton to franchise tag them if it turns yep. into a contract dispute. So they're going to be able to hold on to Pitts for six to seven years without contract negotiation. And I'm not saying they can't get it done. They may very well be able to, but they still have – even if they have to waste this season, which it very much sounds like they are, they still have four years of this young quarterback with a, in his prime, Kyle Pitts to get the ball to. Yeah. So
0: one, one last thing before we wrap up here, uh, cause this, this situation happening in the YouTube chat is fantastic. Cause I it think did. Kelly's confused. Um, that, that would be drew horse chicken lock. And we all know another word for chicken and Kelly just came right out and said yeah. it. Cause she was confused. <laughs> Kelly. <does>. on. <laughs> and what the chicken might have meant um kelly um i don't know but i put it you up just there did. so we just
3: did
2: uh yeah for
3: those kelly, guys, we're definitely not suitable for children so <laughs> uh, yeah. you're okay yeah. we,
2: we, we click that box every week don't worry about <laughs> it.
0: we click i click the explicit box every time i upload to spotify don't don't worry okay is that is that all that's in the show sheet that is? That's everything. That, that is all. We did it. That's that's all that's in Kevin's show sheet for the day. <laughs> Kevin, do you have anything else? That you... <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, any anything else that you would like to bring about or or just kind of put a, put a bow on everything rookie quarterbacks, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, this class is is nerve-wracking. Realistically, I think three get drafted in the first round. And I think it's going to be Willis, Pickett, and I think Ritter is probably going to get in that in there. And I think these other two guys might drop out. Um, but it, really, for me, it's upside. And it's 101. If Willis goes top 10, you have to draft him at the 101. And, and I think you just have that insulated value. Don't make it hard it needs to be. I think we make this game fantasy way too hard than it needs to be.
2: Bang. Boom. I know Stop you – real noise. quick, I know you hate him. Willis falls outside of the top 20. Pickett goes – one six to Carolina. Is he the one oh one?
1: No, I would okay. I, I would not say.
2: perfect. Malik all the
0: way. No. Sam Howell at two to the Lions. Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> Who says no? Probably,
3: probably the Lions.
0: <laughs> the Lions wear blue. North Carolina wears blue. I mean, it's a perfect marriage, if you ask me. It's a perfect marriage. Okay. Kevin, thanks for joining, man. This was this was yes. fun. This, this is crazy. a
3: lot of fun. I yeah, learned a lot. I was definitely not expecting to laugh near as much as we did today. This is great. Right. Thank you, Car-
0: Kevin. Carcass Wentz will continue to be a... Oh, fantastic. Continue to be That a, will be a, a no pun
3: intended staple from yes. now on going
0: <laughs> be. We really just have to get a t-shirt line of the dumb shit set on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we just make a t-shirt design, and we'll quote anyone that has it. We'll say Carcass Wentz, and then we'll put your Twitter handle on there. There you go. Yeah, which is at Dubois underscore 22. Kevin, where else can everyone find you and your work?
1: Yeah, you can find me uh, every Tuesday night. We have a live stream the Debbie Royale. We talk about rookie pro prospects, but also Debbie, obviously, uh, and a lot of shenanigans stuff. And then we also uh, – you can find my work at Football Guys now. So I've, I've been very happy. I just got there a couple weeks ago. I have a couple articles out, anchor running back strategy for Dynasty strategy, and then I just went through a super flex mock. But what I did is I added players now that you could trade for that pick straight up. So I try to give you player values for every pick, 101 all the way to the 412 that you could be given. Love it
0: nice awesome all right new episode It like it's hot just dropped missed it check out the youtube page play catch up obviously we will be back on again this coming week monday ryan will be joined by el bushman which i just i just love saying actually no
3: i just found out uh uh evan may not be able to make it so i will probably be filling in but that's okay because we've got kelly singh joining us
2: i going to say we have a great guest Dynasty, uh, we're going to do another dynasty startup 12 team, one quarterback this time. So, Ooh,
0: Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time next week, we will be pre recording the running back edition. Still going to air at the same time, it's just going to be pre recorded. So, if you're watching on anything else other than YouTube, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, watch the video next week. Boom, super easy. Uh, we're recording stars of tomorrow with one of our favorite college football scouts. She was on with us last year, I believe for the running back show. If not one of the stars of tomorrow show under the helmets, Katie flower um, again, still going to air at 7 PM Eastern, but only on YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe over on there. All right, gentlemen, anything else before we full on wrap up the show today?
2: No si- silence is Kevin, a great thing. When Kevin I that is Austin. awesome.
0: Kevin <laughs> yes. is great. Appreciate you guys. Been having been, me. Thanks, Favorite brother. football guys, contributor. Kevin's <laughs> great. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
2: <laughs>
0: Whoa. All right. For Josh at the One Hudsonian, Kevin at Bois underscore 22, Ryan at the Fantasy 5, myself at Joe underscore Zolo. You can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week.